welcome back to another wonderful episode of the Arsenio's ESL Podcast. Okay, so today is going to be a wonderful one. I am so grateful for this one because, listen, we're going to be discussing the job interview. Man, you guys already know the job interviews I've had in the past. You know, the first time I had a job interview at a dental office, you know, when he asked me, hey, so tell me a little bit about yourself. I realized that only at given the point, like at that specific moment, I had traveled to Australia just once in my life, but because I traveled to, as a matter of fact, twice. And because those two times he was like, oh my God, this is a completely individual from what I would ever meet, you know? And I'm very grateful for that job because it taught me patience, you know, dealing with some of the most uh, inhumane dickheaded dentists in all of the free world. But I'm so grateful for it because it taught so much about a lot of different things. And from that point going forward, like anytime I had a job interview, it was always good, 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 especially in Australia. I was never turned away from an Australian job ever. They hired me right there on the spot. In America, I mean, the majority of the time, yes, yes. And I didn't apply to, to so many jobs out there in a good old America. If they got me in for an interview, it's over, done, history archived, I got the job, that's it. Here in Thailand, though, like I've already told you guys and explained my experience, it doesn't matter what you wear, doesn't matter what your experience is, it all matters on complexion. If you fit a certain complexion, that's how it works. Now, for those of you out there, luckily and fortunately, you guys do not have to go through the bigotry, or nor do I have to go through that anymore because I have my own very self-sustaining economy. Very grateful for that. However, for those of you who are getting ready to go into the job of force. Oh, this is going to be that moment. So we need to discuss a couple of things. So we got the CV, okay? So obviously in America, we say resume. In England, they say CV. And with the CV, obviously, we're going to dissect this girl by the name of Sarah and why she applied for this specific job before going into the interview in general. It's going to be a three minute and about what? Three minute and some change in regards to the interview. And it's going to be very enticing because you guys are going to be like, wait, what, what, wait, what did he ask her? It's going to be very, very interesting. So in saying that, what we're going to do here, we're going to dissect the CV. When it comes to this, all right, let's look at the qualifications of Sarah. All right. Now her, her nationality is Dutch. So keep that in mind. So her qualifications, okay, she graduated BCom Marketing Management at uh, In The Hague. Um, I think that's how they say it. Well, no, that's the American or American pronunciation, but The Hague, uh, I'm sure in Dutch is probably The Hague or something like that, perhaps. I don't know. I could be completely off. Shout out to my folks in Netherlands, by the way. But anyways, the employment history. Now, um, from June 2000 to present, she's been a management team coordinator, um, L'Oreal organizing meetings, events, and conferences, analyzing sales figures, and producing relevant reports and charts, customer relations, and responding to complaints and queries, okay? So she deals with it all. She's, a, she's the jack of all trades, meaning she knows a lot. And then before that, however, June 99 to June 2000, she was an SPC professional, sales uh, productivity center, IBM sales team support, research, pricing, and proposal writing on million-dollar bids. So, again, let me say that one more time. Pricing and proposal writing on million-dollar bids. You put some respect on her name, okay? The only reason why I'm saying that is because if she was held accountable for signing off on million-dollar bids, okay, although it was just proposal writing, 
you have to understand exactly who you are dealing with and do not insult the intelligence, right? Now, it goes on to say her languages, Dutch, English, German, and Spanish, IT skills, um, you know, she has it, and she applied to a job, switching. It's called Multinational Food Packaging Equipment, all right? It's a manufacturer. And what they're looking for, they're seeking international sales manager for Europe and Latin America, okay? Now, Europe, she speaks German, she speaks English and Dutch, okay? Latin America, she speaks Spanish. No Portuguese, but she speaks four of them. That could be huge depending on what countries they're in. That's number one. So I love that. Number two, base 80K in commission, full benefits and expenses, prefers fluency in one or more foreign languages. Now, again, her language is four, okay? And again, if she's going to be doing it in South America, now, if the majority of your clients are out there in Brazil, you would need someone who is more Portuguese speaking, correct? Now, for her, she speaks four. She speaks Spanish, and that makes up everything outside of Brazil. Now, send resume with cover letter and indicating citizenship and salary requirements. So there it is, okay? Now, what we're going to do, okay, we're going to listen to Sarah get interviewed for this job, all right? We're going to listen to it, and then we're going to, you know, discuss whether or not the interviewer was uh, fair, so, again, given the fact that I just gave you guys that little answer, you guys are probably going to say, oh, my God, okay, what's going to happen in the interview? Well, let's just break this down. Because, again, we have fair interviewers. We have good interviewers. I remember I told you guys about the story at one of the oldest, longest standing language centers out here in Bangkok. I thought I had that language center in a bag. I'm telling you, I showed up wearing my favorite suit, wearing everything. And I'm like, guys, I got this down packed. There's no way that he's going, I got this job, right? But guess what? He never called me back. And I'm like, who could have fit a more better profile than me? Welcome to Thailand. This is how it was, okay? Luckily, I never apply for jobs anymore. I create jobs. I'm very fortunate to have that type of economy and to allow a pandemic to push me into full creativity mode. Now, what we're going to do is we're going to listen to this uh, crazy-ass interviewer, okay? And from there, we're going to discuss Track it. So 17. Let's dive in. Right. Shall we make a start? My name is Philip Rickett. I work in the Human Resources Department, and I'm responsible for recruitment. Pleased to meet you. Did you find us all right? Yes. The map you sent me was very clear. Good. Now, this is just a preliminary interview to check out some details. If you're successful, you'll go on to a more in-depth interview this afternoon. Is that all right? Yes. I don't have to be back at work until tomorrow morning. So as long as I have time to drive back this evening, that's fine. Do your present employers know where you are? No. I asked for a day's unpaid leave for personal reasons. I didn't say why. Personal reasons she didn't say why. So listen, I'm going to just stop it right there. It's a little weird how the interviewer asked that question. Do your present employers know where you are? Um, no. They, for all I care, they know that I'm probably in the goddamn bathroom. What kind of a question is that? Like, oh, yeah, does, the pre does your present employer know that you're looking for a job? Um, why else would I be here? hello, are you stating the obvious just to be a dickhead? So again, she also kind of lied about it and said, oh, no, I actually said 
that I just took unpaid leave and I didn't tell them why. How could you go about saying that? Be like, no, they really don't know. Um, I'm here under my own, you know, under my own grips and under my own, you know, choice. And that's it. Keep it real short and concise because those types of questions are used to bait you into your loyalty and to see if your congruency is there. So what do I mean by that? Well, are you congruent with what you're doing in your life? And one of the biggest issues is the fact that she already lied right out the gate saying that, oh, no, I told them that I took unpaid leave and didn't tell them why. You didn't have to say that. You would just say, no, I just took unpaid leave a holiday. That's it. If you want to get specific, that's very specific. Be like, no, actually, I just took the day off because it was my holiday. That's it. That's it. You don't have to tell them, oh, I took unpaid leave. Unpaid paid leave, it doesn't matter. The fact is that he already knows that you lied to that employer. See what I mean? Be very careful with that. These are called baiting questions. And these are what these snake ass interviewers do. And to be honest with you, I just don't like his energy. He sounds like a guy that I would absolutely not work for or work alongside. I don't work for anyone, okay? I work for me, okay? I exist within an own company as my own entity because I know that I and what I'm worth will literally boost the sales and the morale of the company significantly, right? But that's me. I'm not saying that from an egotistical standpoint, but out here in Thailand, I know what I'm worth and I don't devalue myself. So in saying that, let's continue. What don't you like about your current position? Actually, there are a lot of things I do like about it, but no job is perfect. I think I'm ready for more responsibility, and when I saw your advert, I thought I should apply. You know. See, again, okay, when I saw your advert, I see, or I saw that, hey, maybe I should apply. It could be a little bit better, because you are centering basically responsibility around a job where you're going to be an international sales manager for both Europe and Latin America. That's two continents. If you're looking for responsibility, you could look for responsibility in a household. To be, it's just not that big, you know? And so that's why I'm like, guys, this could be, a, this could be another one of those baiting questions. And you would have to say, instead, okay, okay, so why are you applying for this position? You know, or what do you like about this company? Like, well, considering that I speak four languages and I'm fluent in Spanish and et cetera, et cetera. And I see that you are looking to expand in Latin America, more specifically in countries such as Peru and Colombia. I realized that I would be a perfect fit considering that I've already traveled down there and that I have different links, da, 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 whatever it may be. Who knows? Who knows what this person's background is? And also... And I hate to like speak, 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 okay? A lot of people say, oh, the less you speak, the better. No, fuck you. You're going to see my full 100% personality. If you, you don't like it, let's cut this interview short and I'm walking out, okay? Some people say, oh, you speak too much or you do too much this or you answered it this way. Fuck you, fuck you, fuck you, fuck you, fuck you. I'm going to do exactly the way I believe I should. How can I be a valuable ent entity to your company, period, okay? That's what you guys have to go in with, you know, that mentality, right? And considering that they are looking for a sales manager out in, uh, you know, in Europe, considering that she speaks Dutch and quite a few other countries speak Dutch, German, okay? So you got Swiss that speaks, the, you know, they speak German. The Austrians, obviously, that's the national language. You got Germany. You got so many different things. Obviously, English being the big one. 
it's like, okay, I got this hand in the bag. So this is why I applied for it because I know that this is going to push me way outside my uh, uh, comfort zone. It's going to be is able to allow me to help this business scale at a rate and expand even more in regards to sales and communicating with people across cultures effectively, thoroughly. You see what I mean? Be vivid and descriptive with what your intention is. Not, oh, I just want more responsibility. Because it sounds like you just saw it in the yellow pages. You said, I just want more responsibility. Nobody just wants a, I just want more responsibility type of person. All right. Let's keep this going. job is a managerial position. How much managerial experience do you have? It's not very clear from your CV. Well, in my present job, I'm a management team coordinator. Yes. Does that mean you're the leader of the team? Uh, not the... Uh, a little weird. Okay, just a little bit weird. Okay, the way he responded, uh, yes. That sounds like a very demeaning tone. Now, for anyone else out there who is interviewing, again, I'm really hoping that I bring this guy who is uh, a head of sales for a, a multinational company uh, to bring him on so we could talk about specific things like this because this is very, very fascinating. But for him to like minimize her and say, does that mean that you actually led the team? First and foremost, I don't like your tone. Two, it sounds like you're trying to minimize me. Because if I said, uh, yeah. Because again, if you said, yes, I'm going to go, I'm going to be a little bit sarcastic too and say, uh, yeah, I did lead a team. Yeah, for of this, 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 this. And then I'm going to look at him and probably slant my head to the other side and say, bruh, don't fuck with me. You're fucking with my time. I could get up and walk out right now. See, guys, I have very little, and I'm very impatient. A lot of people say, oh, people out there, they trying to get, you know, they're, they're losing jobs and this and that. Do not be walked over is what I'm trying to say. If you're going to be a yes man or a yes woman and just accept any job, goodness me. I mean, there's much more to life is what I'm trying to tell you. So anyways, let's continue because... I don't like his tone. Exactly. Oh I assist the general manager in running the department. Oh, I see. Are you a kind of personal assistant? No, I think it's a bit more than that. But are you a manager? I suppose not. It says... It see, that right there. Okay, hold on. So are you a personal assistant? Well, and again, I'm like, okay, wait. So you just went from asking me a question in regards to leading a team to really minimizing me and saying, oh, are you just, are you a personal assistant? You're literally going from this huge branch of leadership and leading a sales team, a potential sales team to literally just saying, oh, are you just, are you a personal assistant? And then he jumps back. So did you manage the team? He's trying to play mind games with her and confuse the hell out of her. Me, I would have said, and let, let's go back and let's listen just a little bit to this. Manager okay. in running the department. Oh, I see. Right Are you a kind of personal assistant? No, I think it's a bit more than that. But are you a manager? Uh, I suppose. Are you a personal assistant? She gives a very vague answer. No, I think it's a little bit more than that. But are you a manager? I would have stopped them right there in those tracks. I would have said, wait, excuse me. Let me make myself very abundantly clear. I do this, this is this, and this, I would have literally stopped him so he could just stop like jumping from question to question trying to irritate me. This sounds very irritating. 
Now me, I would already be, even if he were to give me this job, I would walk out. Point being, I'm going to hurry up and go story mode. I remember working for this language center teaching IELTS, right? And for those of you, you guys already know that I'm very, very high up in terms of, you know, the IELTS teaching. I don't really do it because it's not my market. TOEFL's more my market. But while I was teaching IELTS, I remember I went to this language center, okay? It's called Who Cares, okay? And I remember walking in and then you had this IELTS examiner, right? And he was interviewing me and I remember at that time and i don't know i again i do get excited and i do you know go off to different places you know podcasts and has really helped me in regards to getting out my ideas and my thoughts in a systematic way but when i heard his voice go up a little bit i'm like okay hold on arsenio uh-uh, uh-uh, uh-uh. don't do it and he's like oh okay i think you're good i think you're good and he did end up, I did end up having probably two or three classes. Their, their whole class schedule was really bad. I didn't like any of the teachers there. I didn't like him. I didn't like, like he even sat in my classroom and evaluated me. That's how ridiculous that was. One class he sat in and I had to go into his office and he said, oh, this and this. And he was trying to critique my, te- my, my, my teaching. That's what I was three years ago. I was just a teacher. Now I'm a coach. But when he did that, I'm like, Oh my God. But anyways, that was after I had accepted the job. But I remember being at the SkyTrain station and looking towards that building and saying, even if he were to give me a job, I would not accept it because he's a dickhead. That place sucks. All those employees are a bunch of jackasses. Seriously, I would literally do that, you know? And again, I ended up accepting the job, obviously. And I remember I reapplied for the job in 2019 because I saw that he was advertising in the same building that I was working at. And I'm like, okay, let me reapply. He's like, oh, okay, I'll see you there. And they never called me. And I'm like, okay, well, you know what? I need to stop working for other people. That's all there is to it. This is pathetic. I'm literally running around, just chasing myself around, trying to prove, prove these people wrong. The, I'm going to give you this last story. I'm sorry. The last job I applied for, it was a language center out here in Thailand. The majority of the teachers are white. There are no black teachers, as you would see in any school, any institution across the continent of Asia. If I ever see someone of color working in a very good position in any school across this continent, I would literally be the happiest person on the planet. It's very, very rare. Now, in saying that, I remember they contacted me and I said, oh, absolutely. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. This sounds good. You know, I've been doing this for a while. I could do this and do that. I was giving them a number of different things. You know what happened? I gave them a deadline. I gave them a 24 hour deadline to respond. And I said, listen, I live here. Okay. We'll let you know. Because again, I tried getting the interview through a friend. He's like, oh, well, my, you know, my uh, test, you know, my language center, they're hiring. They're like, oh, would you be, uh, could you come in and do a teaching demo? I said, I said, you know what? Let me give you this. I'm going to send you five videos, okay? Three of them are me coaching in a workshop, a workshop I created by myself with the biggest privately owned company in Thailand. Also, the number one technological review device company in Thailand. Here goes that too. And I remember I sent it to them. And the next day, they didn't respond. I blocked them. 
I'm not going to be that person that waits for your bullshit ass opportunity. It's not that I need respect for my ego. It's that I'm not going to allow people to walk over me any longer as they did back six years ago. See, if someone were to say, can you do a demo? And I would be maybe one year into my teaching career. Yes. If they say, um, do you have a CV? Okay. I remember a Filipino was looking for MC for English camp. And I'm like, first and foremost, English camps really don't pay much. I really don't do this anymore, but because I have free time, I'll try. But when she said, do you have a CV? I say, you know where my CV is? The thousands of YouTube videos that I've done. The thousands of podcasts and the, th and the, the hundreds of thousands of listeners that I have around the world. I'll send you my CV. Then after I send you my CV, you could fuck off. Like seriously, that whole minimization, like CV. Have you not seen this? Like if you see my CV, you got to pay me triple for the CV. I'm sorry. And the only way, I'm not saying that from conceit. I'm saying that from, I'm not going to allow you racist ass people to walk over me anymore. This is my asking price. That's all there is to it. Or you could go find yourself a teacher. So going back to that place, I sent them the videos. They didn't respond for a day. They got blocked. Why? You need me more than I need you. And that was the last time I applied for a job ever. And that's the last time I will ever apply for a job. Because now, obviously, from that point, that, that was at the beginning of the pandemic. I think that was in March or April of last year. This was before the transformation program, the life coach and the healing sessions and all the amazing things that I'm doing to this. So guys, I mean, me, I'm like, you know, that's why it's really funny when I get people and, and I, I went off on a tangent here. I am so sorry. When I get people who come to my Facebook page and they pay for free materials, I'm like, um, you jackass takers, um, do you not know I have a podcast? Oh, no, well, I, need, I want a free course. I'm like, check this out. Fuck you. Fuck you. And fuck you and your goals. You're not even willing to support the podcast and YouTube and everything I've done and you're just trying to come into my life and take? You're what we call a leech. A leech are those little nasty amphibian type of, I, wouldn't even, I don't even know what would you call them, but they are literally those nasty things that leech onto your leg and they suck the blood out of you. That's all they're good for, is for sucking blood out of you. And so guys, I have zero tolerance for BS. And this is why I am just so unbelievably grateful that I've been able to overcome you know, jobs and, you know, uh, criticism and all this stuff. Because here in Thailand, it's, um, yeah, can you do a demo? Um, do you not know who I am? And I hate to say that. I never like to play that card, but I'm going to play that card here. I'm going to play that card here within this country, okay? Because they're deserving of me playing that card within this So... There it is. That's all we do. And I'm so grateful that I've been able to grow out of those situations. So let's continue with this. It's not. It says in your CV that in your previous position, you were an SPC professional. What exactly does that mean? Is Sales Productivity Center basically a sales department? Uh, yes, uh, we provided backup for 20 salespeople from different sectors of the company. Are you saying you were directly involved in sales? 
No, it was more about providing support to help drive sales and increase productivity. I see. So what sort of work did the job involve? I'd say it was a position that required a lot of time management skills and prioritizing of tasks. It gave me a lot of insight into the sales process. Can you be a bit more specific, please? Well, to be honest, some of the work was secretarial, but I'm applying for your post because I'm capable of oh, doing... See, no, 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 no. Okay, so from her perspective, he, obviously being the super dickhead he already is, he asked her, could you be more specific? Because she's just talking about time management, this and that, but there are no specifics. There are no specifics and there are no specifics that relate directly to the job that she's applying for. Everything is so vague. Vague meaning open. It's ambiguous. It's open to so much meaning. And we're not able to decipher whether or not she is compatible or what it, what it is she actually does. Time management. Okay, tell me about something in regards to time management. Okay, key driver in sales. For instance, in the first quarter of this year, however, when I joined the team, this ended up going like this. And the result of this is him what you are capable of. You know, and so again, because he's jumping around these ridiculous ass questions and she's becoming even Far more, more hesitant. I'd like more responsibility and to be able to use my studies well, and my languages. Yes, your English is obviously excellent and you speak Spanish. Is your Spanish as good as your English? Yes, it's not bad. Could you tell me about your degree course in Spanish? I'm sorry? Oh, <laughs> I beg your pardon. Well, um, I need a little time to think. Um, <laughs> let's see. Uh... You see, that's the end. That's literally the end of the interview. Wait, let me, let me break this down. If the interviewer ever asks you about your degree work, and how that has any relevancy. Degree work is based on theory. It's not based on practicality. Everything that I learned throughout my schooling has done nothing for me in present day and preparing and dealing what I've had to deal with in this country, especially living in Australia. Even with my dental, my small dental assistant minor that I did in about a year, I couldn't even apply the majority of the skills such as like taking x-rays chair side and like, you know, making impressions and packing cord for, you know, to take a porcelain fused metal crown. I didn't even have the ability to do any of that. So the reason why I mentioned that is like, you know what, man, I just find that this like, like, wait, okay. So wait, you're very good in Spanish. And she says, yes, please be more detailed be more detailed your fluent your your spanish is very very good as what was said right okay so oh i see that you said you're very fluent in spanish yes uh my mother is half puerto rican i'm sorry my mother well for me a real perspective my mother's full-blooded puerto rican my grandmother speaks only english and i had to communicate with her over the last 10 years in addition to that i had so many things and i used spanish on a routine basis to speak with people at different companies and then he should be able to say, ooh, okay, on to the next stop. But if he were to go with the degree course and you heard her, she was like, wait, what, what, what um, degree? Okay, what does that have to do with anything 
in this. Like, hold on. So you need someone, okay, in Latin America. So you need someone who speaks Spanish. Now, I don't know if a degree course and coursework is actually going to help with driving sales and being a sales manager in Latin America. I just don't know how anything in regards to that coursework has prepared them for, for that. I mean, listen, I would have, oh my God, how would I, it's so hard to say, oh, well, I would have responded like this or that. It's so hard because at the time of it actually happening, I would have said, I'm sorry, degree coursework. Okay, would you like me to tell you every specific class I have for every semester? Uh, have you been to this school? Do you know what the structure is about? Do you know what the layout's about? Do you know what our professors are about? How deep do you want me to go in detail in regards to coursework? And how does that have any relevancy for this job position? As a matter of fact, you don't even have to answer that. I'm going to pick this up. I'm going to say a good day and <laughs> fuck you very much. No, I probably wouldn't say fuck, okay? Let's just, let's, let's wipe that out, okay? But I would say no, honestly, kind of waste of my time. I'm going to end this here. I'm going to grab my stuff and I'm going to say, hey, thank you very much for the opportunity. But I've just made up in my mind that this job is not worth it. And I would just walk right out. Now, regardless of, oh, well, you know, you're going to have this, you're going to have digital durial, people are going to talk about you. No, no, no. And because I have a podcast, that means I'm going to have a hell of a lot more power over these individuals who Again, he might just be a manager or might be a hiring manager or, you know, recruitment, et cetera, et cetera. But to be honest with you, you don't have a podcast that's listened to by hundreds of thousands of people. So I'm going to be able to fan out your badass information too. There it is. So people, again, at the end of the interview, do you think she got the job? I wouldn't even take the job if he offered me the job. It would be very good. But me, me I'm that type of person where now I let people have it. I tell them everything. I tell them everything that's on my mind. I'm not going to go home. I'm not going to share my thoughts. I'm not going to do this or that. I'm going to handle the situation right there. Now, I wasn't that good back in 2018. I was still a baby. Remember, I told you guys about the Korean lady. All right, big shout out to my Koreans. Love you guys. But there's some people who live out here in Thailand where if they come here and they're already batshit racist and living out here already and living with racists and they make it a double racist, holy shit, they're the most racist individuals in the world. And I remember she said, okay, I want you to go home and want you to think about it and you can send me an email or da 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 I sent her an email later on. I said, oh, this job's not for me. Thank you very much. And I blocked her email. That was October of 2018. Don't you ever contact me ever again. Because know your worth. Know your worth. Now, she is currently at her job right now and she's looking for more responsibility. Well, you need to learn how to answer the right questions. That's number one. Number two, this job was already dog shit. The guy was just a complete dick to begin with. So me, I would have picked up my bag and everything. You know, well, what was it? Nine years ago when I, again, I told you guys about this, where I had three mean mugging assholes, okay, at Caesars Palace out there in Las Vegas, looking at me in the worst of ways. And I remember they were just staring at me and everything. And, you know, I'm just like, okay, wait, none of you are cracking a smile. You guys are just asking me some crazy random questions. You're running over the fact that I actually have work experience working out there in Australia. I'm not very comfortable. Or so during that process, I would be like, I'm sorry. Uh, I didn't get your name, your name. So these two, you guys are all part of this hiring process, right? And why is it that you guys aren't smiling, man? I mean, this is about 
you know, dealing with, you know, some of the tenants and some of the people, the, the, the people that stay at this hotel, right? That's what this position's about, right? You see my personality. However, you guys look very stern faced. And to be honest with you, this vibe is not very good. And I believe that you're judging me based on what I'm wearing. So to be honest with you, thank you for your time. Have a wonderful day. I'm out of here. I would do that in present day. Young Arsenio, 24-year-old Arsenio, just turned 24-year-old Arsenio, wouldn't have done that. But Mr. Big Badass, 33-year-old Arsenio, I give, it, I give it to people. Oh, I give it to people. You know, and it's just, it's not that I'm being an asshole. No, I'm just telling you, I hope this is a coachable moment from you, for you. And I'm giving this to you in a way that you could go back home and say, man, I really am an unbelievable dickhead. I need to clean myself up. There it is. So, guys, in saying that, I really wanted to do this one, man. I hope you enjoyed this. If you guys have any questions, let me know. I'm your crazy host, as always. We got so much more coming up real soon. And, again, if you guys have any questions, let me know. Business English Podcast membership, it is available. Make sure you guys go check that out. There are nice little things being uploaded every single day. So, you guys get on over there. And I'm your host, as always. I'll see you in the next one. Over and out.